Hey friends, and welcome to episode 177 of It's About Time, a podcast sharing stories and strategies to inspire better work, life, and balance. I'm your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman Cornick. And this should come as no surprise to literally anyone, but I've read a lot of time management books. Books on time management, productivity, goal setting, being a vision-driven leader, planning your day, planning your year, books about habits and energy, books about mind management instead of time management. You name it, I've read it. But today, in this episode, I'm sifting through all the pages and all the chapters to share with you my top six favorite time management or time management adjacent books ever. And listen, I know I talk a lot about leading time management with heart, aka leaning into your values to make time management strategies work for you, not just relying on whatever the latest book or calendar or app tells you to do. But I do think there are loads of valuable tools out there to help you along that journey. These tools can be anything, big or small, like Pomodoro timers, calendars, planners, and yes, even books. Because the truth is, the tools can be absolutely amazing and super helpful if you've done the hard work of figuring out what's most important to you first. And diving into books like the ones I'll share with you today can help you form, shape, mold, and design your own version of time management and work-life balance. But remember, it's never about copying and pasting. And by the way, this list is in no particular order, but I can assure you they're all worth your time. And because I know you're trying to make the most of your time and you're maybe you're listening in the car while you're running errands or you're doing stuff around the house, I know it might be a little inconvenient for you to stop what you're doing and write down the titles and authors of all of these books. So don't worry, I've got you covered. You can find all the details and lessons learned from this episode over in the show notes, plus links to any of the resources I'll mention. Today's show notes can be found over at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 177. And of course, it's also where I'll be linking all of the books I mentioned today. All right, it's about time we get started. So let's get this show on the road. You're listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Around here, we believe that busy is not a badge of honor. Your host, Anna Dearman Cornick, is here to share tips and strategies to help you make the most of your time. Listen in on real conversations and success stories to find out how other go-getters are getting things done. If you're ready to step away from the overwhelm and spend your time on what matters most, then you're in the right place. Here Here's your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman Cornick. First up is 168 Hours by Laura Vanderkam. I love this one. It's the OG time management book that started it all for me. My cousin Maria actually recommended this book to me years ago, and it stays on my favorites list year after year. This book opened my eyes to a truth that I think is a little tough for us to swallow, especially as we first begin our respective time management journeys. And it's the fact that, yes, we do have more time than we realize. And I'm not talking about you totally have the same number of hours as Taylor Swift in a day, go get them, girl, type of thinking, because that's not really a fair assessment. Why? Because 
Taylor most definitely has a team to help her make the most of her hours and keep the show going. Most of us listening are flying solo here. But if we're talking about our own selves every day, we have the same amount of hours to sleep, eat, spend time with our family, and work. Some days you might have to give a little more attention to one of those than the others, and that's okay. This book showed me that it's more about being intentional with what you do have, and that good time management and finding balance all start with awareness. Where is your time going? How much of your time are you spending on menial tasks like laundry or wasting time scrolling Instagram? These little things often take up a huge chunk of our time. So in this book, Laura actually recommends doing a time study and tracking your time in 15 to 30 minute increments to really see where every minute is going. And I can confirm, it works. It's such an eye-opening experience when you start paying attention to those little things. One of my favorite time study aha moments was actually with my client, Corinne. Back during the early pandemic stay-at-home days, Corinne was navigating her role as the policy manager for a nonprofit, all the while her baby girl was at home with her during the day. Corinne was convinced that she just wasn't spending enough time with her daughter and that work was eating up all of her hours. But after tracking her time for a full week and seeing the numbers, seeing the proof, she realized that wasn't the case at all. Bringing that awareness to how she was spending her time, really spending her time, enabled her to step away from the mom guilt. Because, turns out, she did have more time than she thought. All right, book number two is The One Thing. (laughs) The One Thing, The Surprisingly Simple Truth Behind Extraordinary Results by Gary Keller and Jay Papasan. So this one isn't specifically a time management book, but this is the first book I recommend to anyone who is feeling stuck and wants to change their life, regardless of where they're at in life. I think this one can be so good for young adults, working professionals, parents, older adults, literally anyone. In fact, I have mailed a copy of this book to more people than I can count at this point because it's that good. It's all about the power of focus and not just, you know, avoiding distractions while you're working on a project. Gary and Jay dive into choosing a focus for your life. And they give you the tools, examples, and inspiration to help you break that big picture focus into smaller pieces so everything feels doable. And it does this by introducing the focusing question, which is a more concise way of asking yourself, what needs the most attention in your life right now? What's most important to you? And what's the one thing that will make everything else easier? So the full focusing question goes like this. You ready? What's the one thing such that by doing it, everything else will be easier or unnecessary? And I'm going to say that one more time so it sinks in. What's the one thing such that by doing it, everything else will be easier or unnecessary? And what's so amazing is that you can apply so many different time frames and contexts to this question applied to work. What's the one thing I can do this year such that by doing it, 
everything else will be easier or unnecessary in my professional life, okay? Or you could say, what's the one thing in my relationship that I can do this week such that by doing it, everything else will be easier or unnecessary? And the examples and opportunities to use this question go on and on. And you know, I love these types of introspective questions because they're how we figure out what's more important to us, what will guide our time management the most, and they help us remember our why, what we're really working towards so we can continue to stay focused. The focusing question comes up a lot in my coaching sessions because it's one of the most straightforward and simple ways to figure out your next step, whether that's a big next step or a small next step. What you need to do in the next year or what you need to do in the next five minutes. I use this question all the time in my life. And even beyond teaching me the focusing question, this book was a total mindset shift for me exactly when I needed it. In the number three spot is The Productivity Project by Chris Bailey. So this is one of those books where someone does an experiment for a year and writes about it. And it's so fun to watch an experiment like this unfold, especially when you're, you know, a time management and productivity junkie like me. But even if you're not, it is still super interesting. The author, Chris Bailey, spent an entire year testing out different productivity hacks to find out what actually works. And it's everything you could think of, time blocking and task batching, taking naps and strategically using caffeine, taking more breaks throughout the day. He pretty much ran the gamut here. And the number one thing that I learned from this book was that you can't simply use a hack that worked for someone else and expect it to 100% work the same for you. Why? Because time management doesn't come in one size. It's meant to be reworked and shifted and shaped to cater to your life. So here's one thing that didn't work for Chris. Waking up at 5 a.m. Just because tons of people say that you're supposed to. Hey, you know what? Maybe waking up before sunrise works for you. And if so, that is awesome. But Chris realized that it just made him tired later in the day. And he wasn't as productive as normal because he was tired. And that was such proof that you can't copy and paste every strategy and expect it to just automatically work. Reading this book also gave me the light bulb moment for the heart method. Throughout the book, he talks about the importance of managing your energy, your attention, and your time. But I couldn't help but feel like habits and recharge were important enough to add to the mix because I think they're also key pieces of time management. You know, one thing I loved about this book is that Chris referenced so many other time management books as he explained each of the strategies he tested. So in every chapter, it sent me off on a new rabbit hole to find multiple new books to add to my reading list and continue my research. Okay, y'all, so I know we could all probably use a little more time in our day, right? You're no stranger to busy schedules and intentionally filling them up to the brim because you just have so much to get done. But sometimes it feels like you don't really ever have the time to just slow down and enjoy the simple things. 
Simple things like when my toddlers are giggling and playing nicely together in the backyard, or when a Sunday afternoon nap sounds too good to pass up. We all want more time to enjoy these kinds of things, right? Well, if you love personality quizzes like I do, then you're in for a treat. In my new quiz, which you can take for free at AnnaDCornick.com forward slash quiz, I'm helping you uncover what it will take to get you from chaos to calm, to finally feel like you have space in your days. I know it can feel downright frustrating to keep using the same old time management strategies that just don't seem to work for you. You've got the planners, the calendars, apps, you're doing all the things, but you still feel like you have no time. And that's because you need time management strategies that work for your personality and your life. In my 10 plus years working in crisis communications and chaos management, and all the time I've spent with my clients, I've learned that everyone has their own needs. And knowing what those needs are can really help you discover the best approach to planning your days. Knowing yourself can help you ease up busy schedules, and find more calm and clarity in your week. Do you wanna know how to get there? To have more breathing room in your days? Let's figure out your time management personality type so you can uncover exactly what you need to do to feel more productive, less stressed, and more balanced. You can take the quiz at AnnaDCornick.com forward slash quiz, and I'll make sure to link to the quiz in our show notes. All right, on with the show. All right, now number four is Better Than Before by Gretchen Rubin. You might have heard of Gretchen Rubin because of her book, The Happiness Project. And like The One Thing, Better Than Before is also not specifically a time management book. It is, however, a habit book. And remember, habit is the H in my heart method of time management. And I'm going to say something that might shock you. But I like this book. I like Better Than Before even better than Atomic Habits by James Clear, which is super popular, and Better Than The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. And those are both amazing habit books. But what makes Better Than Before different is that it dives into how your personality, your preferences, and what motivates you to get things done help you change your life with habits which I love because I truly believe that different methods work for different people. Reading this book is when I first started to grasp that one-size-fits-all solutions, do it this way, it rarely works. Knowing yourself is really the key to success. So in this book, she identifies four different personality types. She calls them tendencies that speak to how we respond to expectations inner expectations that we place on ourselves and outer expectations placed upon us by others. And those four types are the obliger, the rebel, the upholder, and the questioner. I think the titles probably give them away a bit, but if you're curious about which one you are, I will definitely link the quiz that she has over in the show notes so you can see. And if you're curious, I'm a questioner that leans rebel which is surprising for a lot of people to hear because so many people just assume that a time management coach would automatically be an upholder. Not so. 
Gretchen Rubin's four tendencies were even part of the inspiration for me to create my own quiz, the Chaos to Calm quiz, that reveals your time management type. And I'll include a link to my quiz in the show notes too. All right, number five, when. The Scientific Secrets of Perfect Timing by Daniel Pink. This book changed so much for me and the way that I think about time because it's where I first learned about biological chronotypes, early bird, night owl, and third bird. I've done a few podcast episodes speaking to the chronotypes before. Oh, and by the way, a third bird, neither a morning person or a night person, that's what I am. Biological chronotypes are basically the concept that our energy fluctuates throughout the day and that we've got to match how we spend our time to how we're feeling. And trust me, you can get so much more done that way. No sense in making yourself wake up at 5 a.m. if you know you won't be very productive just to say that you did it. Or same, no reason to pull a late-nighter just because you're running behind at work. When you go with your flow, you're so much more likely to find your zone. There is so much gold in this book. It's a great mix of science and stats and words that prompt that deep, introspective type of thinking. It even has clear action items at the end of each chapter so you can practice what you learn. I love that. So one of my favorite things that I learned from this book is the concept of a nappuccino. Yes, you heard that right with an N, nappuccino, nappuccino. I've mentioned it before in past episodes. So a nappuccino combines the power of a power nap with the energy of a caffeine buzz. So it usually takes around 25 or so minutes for caffeine to kick in. And the ideal nap length to feel refreshed and not groggy is 20 minutes. Science says so. And it typically takes an average of seven minutes to fall asleep. So here's what you do. Drink a cup of coffee. Set a timer for 25 minutes. Close your eyes, lay down, take a nap, and then wake up feeling super refreshed, energized, and ready to go. All right, last one. Are you ready? Number six, Time Management Essentials by me. Okay, y'all, sorry for the shameless plug, but I am just so excited that my first ever book, like an actual book, goes live, hit shelves in a little less than a month. It is such a surreal feeling. For the longest time, I've had the goal to write a book. Seriously, I think I started writing a book when I was in fourth grade. But when I experienced burnout myself later in adulthood, when I became a time management coach and started helping other people master their time management, I knew that the goal was bigger than just writing a book. It was now something entirely different. The goal was now about creating something that could help people. My life had been changed by so many of the books I'd read, including the exact books that I mentioned in this episode, and I just hoped that one day, somehow, I could write a book that would be a catalyst for change in someone else's life. Continue the chain of positive change, if you will. Just keep it going. Keep paying it forward. And when Cheryl, who would later become my editor, reached out on Instagram and asked if I'd ever thought about writing a book, my head almost exploded because yes, I absolutely had and was even working on a book proposal at the time. And now, after months and months of writing, late nights, 
rainy Sundays spent at the coffee shop down the street, the weekend I spent writing four whole chapters inside the Southern Hotel in downtown Covington, followed by lots of editing and reviewing and checking and double checking, time management essentials is almost here. Now here's what's inside. In this book, I break down all of the, you guessed it, essentials of time management into three easy to follow parts. Managing your time shouldn't have to be super complicated. You'll learn how to find a comprehensive, up-to-the-minute approach to time management to help you stop feeling overwhelmed and spend more time on the things that matter most. Think of it like a step-by-step roadmap to taking charge of your time. In part one, The Essentials, I talk about task batching, time blocking, and productivity pitfalls. Oh my. This is where you'll learn what it takes to have a time management foundation led by values. In part two, The Essentials Applied, I dish out some practical advice on understanding your values, creating ideal weeks, and establishing effective planning sessions. And in part three, Beyond The Essentials, You'll learn how to fit all of this into your life and learn what you need to continue on with energy, focus, and clarity no matter what's on your plate. And P.S. not to fangirl over a few of my favorite authors or anything, but Chris Bailey and Laura Vanderkam both endorsed my book and I am so honored to have their stamp of approval. If this book sounds like the thing you need, you can pre-order your very own copy at AnnaDKornick.com forward slash book. And there are some special bonuses included for anyone who pre-orders. Or you can just click the link in the show notes alongside all of the other wonderful books I've mentioned here in this episode. And those show notes can be found over at AnnaDKornick.com forward slash 177. All right, friends, that about wraps it up for this week's episode. I'll see you in the next one. Thanks for listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Head over to www.abouttimepodcast.com to join the conversation. Check out the show notes and dive into bonus content so you can start living your best life today. Love this episode? Be sure to share it with a friend, subscribe, and leave a review. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next episode.